Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adoran Talks Sports, the only podcast that talks about every single team as long as it's a sport being discussed. I'm your host, Andrew himself, and I wanted to do a very quick sort of episode going over my predictions for the NBA playoffs this year. Now, uh, I am recording this because I think it's important to note about 45 minutes before the first game kicks off, which is, um, I think it's Miami's game that comes first. Regardless of that, I'm recording this very like immediately beforehand, so um, keep that in mind when uh, I'm inevitably wrong by the end of the night. But wanted to go over my predictions and what I believe the NBA playoffs will go out. Now, uh, disclaimer beforehand, unlike with uh, American football, I am an extreme casual when it comes to NBA basketball. So I know I've been following it a lot more recently, especially over the past couple of years, but there is still a large part of me that's like, hey, I, I, you know, I don't know formations and things like that very well. So uh, take all of this with a grain of salt and also know that no matter who I pick, the answer is inevitably wrong. So with that being said, let's just go through. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and then just go by rounds. Uh, and hopefully I can keep track because I do not have an editable thing in front of me. So uh, mm, Let's just let's go from top to bottom. This is not going to be in order by dates either. So uh, I'm looking on uh, NBA.com's playoff picture. So they have it set up, um, classic setup like you know one eight seed four five etc. Uh, so we'll start off with the very first game: the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Washington Wizards. Uh, after Washington had a sort of comeback effort after a rough game uh, initially with uh, Tatum putting fifty on them in the Celtics Wizards playing game. Uh, Washington was able to basically beat up on the Pacers, who beat up on uh, the Hornets previously. Do I have that order right? I think I have that order right. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, after all that, Washington has the honor of facing the number one seeded Sixers. I, I have the Sixers winning this. I, is it is it possible that they would? I don't think I don't think Washington has much of a chance here. Um, at most, I think Washington could win a game, uh, just because of the raw effort that Russell Westbrook can bring, but. The Sixers are this. This feels like, and you'll you'll see this as we go along. This feels like the Sixers year to go make a deep run, especially with how uh, most of the teams the Sixers should be worried about are on the other side of the bracket in the Eastern Conference. So I definitely see the Sixers moving on there, uh, unsurprisingly. The second game I'm going to go over. Uh, this 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 might be the most interesting game um, in terms of evenness. I think possibly looking uh, looking across the bracket, this might be the most even game between the two teams. And that is the upstart New York Knicks versus the equivalently upstarted Atlanta Hawks. Now, these two teams are completely different in my eyes. The Knicks are this hard nose, like what the the Grizzlies were, Grizzlies were a couple of years ago, of this grit and grind. We're going to play off of defense. Who cares if we can't score 115 points? We're not going to let you score 105, so we'll figure it out how to go from there. Um, and then Atlanta is the complete opposite with Trey Young, John Collins, and all these cool offensive threats. Um, Lou Will, for example. Um, but defense isn't exactly high caliber, like it's not on the top of that list. I don't know. If, I don't have rankings in front of me, by the way. It's all basically off the dome. Um, so between these two, honestly, I think the Knicks have come back after 20 years of ineptitude. I think the Knicks are going to win this series. I think this one's probably going to go to six or seven, uh, just because I can see the offensive power taking a couple of games, but I do think that the Knicks, I, I, I believe in the Knicks, something you will never hear anyone say for the past couple decades, but I believe in the Knicks, and I think they'll be moving on uh, to the next round. Next matchup is Milwaukee versus Miami. 
this is one of the games that are happening today. This maybe the first game, the one that starts uh, in like 45 minutes. Um, but uh, this is an interesting matchup just because of the history between these two teams. I mean, Miami last year was able to beat Milwaukee uh, in the bubble on their road to making the NBA Finals. Milwaukee has Giannis, and prior to last year, it was basically just Giannis here, take the ball and figure out what you want to do. This year, though, they've taken time to actually add some other players, biggest of all, uh, Drew Holiday, which is interesting. And I honestly think, based off of the, the additions that they have and the focus that they've put to putting players around Giannis that can help him do his job better. I think that was one of the issues that, like, for the example, the Sixers, they've been most successful when they have shooters around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, who uh, both Simmons obviously isn't known as a, uh, a fantastic shooter, and then Embiid is, prior to this year, wasn't exactly a very efficient shooter. Uh, this year he's been fantastic. But having people like Seth Curry and Danny Green and all those guys outside helps them a lot. And I think they're trying to do a similar sort of thing in Milwaukee. Um, I think, I, I do think Milwaukee has, has, this is a good year. This is a good year, good team. And uh, I do think that they will take the win. You're not, you're not going to see too many upsets here. Keyword too many. Um, so, so far we have all the favorites going on. The next match, Brooklyn versus Boston. Brooklyn, of course, after making the trade for James Harden, having Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, who else do we have? DeAndre Jordan, um, so many other players. Uh, they've got a bunch of people here that are all of these players that I've listed, um, maybe with the exception of Blake and DeAndre Jordan, uh, at least the first four I've listed, have the capability of going for 30. Um, and the first three I listed can go for 30 like, every game. So you've got them on one side, and then Boston who a lot of people have considered... This is a relatively disappointing year for Boston, especially considering how dominant they've been over the past half decade, uh, constantly making the Eastern Conference Finals, and uh, having Brad Stevens, who most people consider a very good coach, Danny Ainge, most people consider a very good GM, they've got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, had Gordon Hayward, had Kyrie Irving, um, still have Marcus Smart, a bunch of other players, uh, but because of COVID protocols, injuries, and a whole bunch of nonsense... Uh, they're only in the seventh seed. Do I think that they have a shot of upsetting Brooklyn? Yes. I say yes hesitantly because my pick is Brooklyn, but I do think that Boston, if a big if here, if they can get everything together, you know, if they can just play like two years ago, Boston, of course they've got a shot, but I think Brooklyn's going to take this one. Um, I didn't say how many games in the previous two. I think both of these are probably six game series, I think. I think the Milwaukee one is probably going to go longer than the Brooklyn, so six game, and then this one five games. I really don't like, uh, I don't, I don't like predicting sweeps because there's always a chance, especially in the NBA, of just something happening one game. Uh, being an NFL fan, I completely understand that one game, the best team may not win just because it's a bad day. You know what I mean? And same situation here. So, uh, unsurprisingly, on the Eastern side, I have the Sixers, Knicks, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn all advancing. The top four seeds move on. Uh, we'll go over to the Western Conference now. The Western Conference had a very exciting play-in situation. They had uh, the Grizzlies and Spurs going against each other. That was a really good match, but then overshadowed, of course, by uh, the Lakers and Warriors with two of the top five best players in the last decade in LeBron James and Steph Curry going against each other. Uh, LeBron obviously got the win, moving on to face uh, Phoenix, while Steph had to try and play a game to see if he can go against the one seed. The Warriors and Grizzlies go against each other. And in a surprise to me, at least, the Grizzlies won the match. In the play-ins, 
My belief was that all of the teams that were originally seeded were going to stay that way. I didn't think that there were going to be any upsets in the playing games. Uh, clearly wrong there because Memphis was able to uh, upset the Warriors, I guess, if you consider it an upset. So we start off with the very first match, Utah versus Memphis. Memphis did a fantastic job of getting into the playoffs, but Utah is a different beast. And if Donovan Mitchell is as healthy as he was in the beginning of the season when he was borderline MVP caliber, I think, there was uh, there was some discussion, I think, very early on in the season about uh, Donovan Mitchell getting MVP, either, either him or Rudy Gobert, um, someone on that team, at least getting MVP votes before his injury, of course. I think if Mitchell is even at 60%, then this is going to be a win against Memphis. Um, even without that, uh, Utah still has such a deep team with a couple of six-man-of-the-year candidates on their team and a bunch of other fantastic players. They've got a defense that's uh, headed, of course, by Rudy Gobert going against a Memphis team that has overachieved is the wrong word, but done really, really well this year. And I think this is just another step forward in their process as they continue to uh, rebuild on the fly in a way, doing a good job of rebuilding by getting uh, a little lucky in the lottery, grabbing some good players like John Morant, and uh, building this team with youth, right? But regardless of that, I think Utah has this in five. Um, the next match, just like the 4-5 in the Eastern Conference is really, really interesting, the 4-5 in the Western Conference, the LA Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks. A lot of discussion going over the Clippers and how they may or may not have manipulated the standings in order to avoid the Lakers. Whether or not that's true, I'm not 100% sure, but it's something to keep in mind nevertheless as uh, the Lakers and the Clippers are on separate sides of the conference. Now, of course, that's very irrelevant because the Clippers have to get past Dallas, the same team that caused them a lot of trouble last year. I think the Clippers will win this. I think they'll win this. You're, you're noticing a trend here. I think the Clippers, if there's any... There's there's one upset coming later on, and I think you can predict which one it is. But if there's any matchup that could be an upset in terms of seeding-wise, this is probably it. I think Dallas with Luka uh, last year already proved that they can take the Clippers deep. And the Clippers haven't made too many changes. The addition of Rondo, of course, helps. Serge Ibaka and replacing uh, Montrezl Harold helps. But they haven't changed the team dramatically. It's not like they have... Uh, you know, traded superstars or anything like that. So it's roughly similar teams going up against each other. I think the end result is going to be the same, maybe a bit more convincingly for the Clippers side, but I do think Dallas has the opportunity to put up a fight here. Um, so Utah moving on, the Clippers moving on. The next game, Denver versus Portland. Uh, Denver has who I think the MVP is, Nikola Jokic, uh, going up against Dame Time. Who's going to come out on this? I think Denver is probably going to come out on this. I think Jokic is just playing really, really well. Michael Porter Jr. has shown everyone why he was uh, rated as high as he was earlier on in the draft process before injuries, of course, I think. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I believe injuries pushed him down to where the Nuggets were because uh, without injuries, I think he would have been a top 10 pick. Um, I think he was like, like 14th or something. This is off the head. I'm not 100% sure. But Denver, I think, will take the win here. I think It'll be a bit more difficult than some people are suggesting. I've heard people suggesting this is going to be a sweeper five-game series. I think it's a bit more complicated than that, or a bit more, a bit longer than that. Um, but I do think Denver, at the end of the day, is going to come out of this. Now we have the big one. Phoenix versus the Lakers. The Suns versus Lakers. Uh, the Suns, of course, have had a resurgence, effectively, thanks to Chris Paul, Devin Booker playing cont continuously good basketball, DeAndre Hayden and stuff. But their reward as everyone says, for going and working so hard to get the second seed 
is to face the Los Angeles Lakers and a probably very frustrated LeBron James. Um, do I think LeBron has a shot here? Yeah. In fact, this is the upset I was talking about. This is this is where I think the upset happening. The the earlier you can face the Lakers, the better. Which is why I was confused by the Clippers tanked in quotation marks to avoid the Lakers. I feel as though if you would face them earlier, you would have a better chance. Regardless of that, uh, LeBron, AD, and squad effectively. I think they have not only the the experience in the playoffs that's necessary, but also um, I refuse to bet against LeBron James, especially in the first round. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, LeBron has never lost a first round series, and I don't think it's starting now. So LeBron is going to move on. I keep saying LeBron. The Lakers move on. You, you, you guys know the same thing. Uh, Lakers move on to the next round. The, the only upset I have so far. So far being the key word. So let us bounce back to the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference, the uh, semifinals are between the uh, first matchup is Philly versus New York. This is an interesting matchup. And I find this cool because both of these teams are, for all intents and purposes, defensive-oriented teams. And we know Philadelphia is a really good offensive team. Joel playing MVP caliber. Uh, Tobias Harris um, showing that he's worth the contract that he has. They have Seth Curry on the outside. Um, and, of course, Ben Simmons being your classic, like, triple-double machine here with the able to get the, the rebounds, assists, and score a good, like, 18 to 20 points a game. Going this team, despite that, is still considered a defensive team. They've got Ben Simmons as defensive player of the year caliber. Um, he's in the running for it, at least, I believe. Joel Embiid uh, could have been considered a defensive player of the year candidate if he was uh, healthy for more time. Going up against the Knicks, who have prided themselves on defense. Uh, with Thibodeau and his coaching style, it's very defensive-oriented, and it's an easy, not an easy way. It is a good way of getting a team to buy into a system if you talk about defense, and that's kind of what they've been doing here. So Sixers, Knicks, I think this is going to be an interesting series. I think it'll probably go to six, and I think the Sixers will win it. Um, as you can tell, I'm a very big believer of the Sixers this year. I think that they can go far. And I don't know, at the end of the day, if the star power of the Knicks can match up to the star power of the Sixers, if you understand what I mean. Like, the best player on both teams is Embiid versus Randall. The second best player on uh, the Sixers, you could choose Tobias Harris or Ben Simmons, depending on what you're looking at. The second best player on the Knicks isn't quite at that level. And so that's why I think the Sixers are probably going to move on there. If It's a debate whether, in my opinion, I think it's a debate as to who the second best player on the Knicks is. Um, but I think this is a fantastic season for the Knicks, especially if they can, you know, not only make the playoffs, but get around into it. So I do think the Sixers are going on to the finals, though. Second matchup is between Milwaukee and Brooklyn. This is a really, really interesting matchup. I find this fascinating. This, this, this is a matchup that I think could go to seven. Uh, it'd be... This is two teams that are built in different ways and focused on different things, but at the end of the day are just full of star power. On the one hand, you have Brooklyn and their offensive mastery, I suppose, with Kevin Durant, who can score 35 points a game. Uh, you have Kyrie Irving, be able to score 30 points a game. James Harden, who is a point guard that is playing like a more or less traditional point guard, but can still score 35 points a game. And then on top of that, you have such a deep roster. Compare that with Milwaukee, who has... Giannis, and then uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and a very deep roster as well. Big thing this comes down to is the sort of system that's being played. I've noticed that uh, um, Budenholzer, I forgot his name for a second, Budenholzer has been uh, a better coach, I say. Not better is a weird word, and it's hard to say 
what exactly, but he he's adjusting a lot more than other seasons. Um, he's focusing more on matchups and changing things as opposed to sticking to his specific system, which is something that has really helped Milwaukee, even though they haven't won as many games, it's helped them sort of counteract any changes that the opposing team makes. And then on the other hand, Brooklyn is here with a bunch of stars, effectively, offensive stars. Their defense, however, is kind of suspect, so a lot of high-scoring games is what I think. I do think Brooklyn is going to move on in this. I think this is going to be a tough series, and I would not be surprised if Milwaukee makes it past Brooklyn, but I do think Brooklyn's going to win this. I think in seven, probably, but I think Brooklyn's going to win this. So that's the eastern side. Eastern side, we have the conference finals being the Sixers and Brooklyn, um, the Nets. Now, we move over to the western side. We have Utah versus the Clippers. This is interesting. I do think Utah gets win- gets past this. I don't think the Clippers are getting past the second round. I believe Utah is that team, at least, especially in these type of matchups. I do think that Utah has the ability. I think depth is a big thing when it comes to teams this year, especially with all the craziness that's gone by. And the way that Utah season has gone, going through adversity with losing probably their best player in Donovan Mitchell, depends, of course, who you think is the best player. Um, but losing Donovan Mitchell and still being the one seed at the end of the day, I think that they have the firepower and the ability to stop the Clippers, which is a big thing. If you can stop the Clippers from scoring, if you can stop Kawhi or Paul George, you have a chance of winning the game. Um, so I do think Utah will win and move to the conference finals. This is probably like a six or seven game series. Now we move on to the final matchup of the Western semifinals. We have Denver versus the Lakers. Interesting matchup here. The battle of centers, if you want to consider AD a center, which uh, you know depends on the day, of course. But Jokic, possibly, probably the best big man passer in the game. Period, maybe? I don't know. Depends. And then going up against LeBron, who's probably considered one of the greatest passers, period. So this is an interesting matchup here in between these two. I do think that because the Lakers at this point are starting to build up steam, um, I think they get past Denver. Yeah, I think they get past Denver um, and make it to the conference finals. Um, this is this is tough at this point, uh, not only because you know the previous predictions have to be right, but this matchup in particular I think is a lot more difficult than a lot of people are thinking. But I do think that the Lakers, the biggest thing they need is that repetition, I guess, or just a lot of games to get back into the groove of things, especially with the injured players that they've had. And by this point, yeah, after a six-game series maybe with the, the Suns, uh, they've got this. They had the Warriors game a couple days ago, and that really had playoff atmosphere. So I think this is the place where the Lakers are finally just back into it and make it to the conference finals. So now we have an interesting setup. We have the one-two seeds on the eastern side in the Sixers and Nets, and on the western side we have the one-seven seeds. In the east, I think the Sixers move to the finals. Now, why do I believe this? Well, I... I am not a believer in super teams winning in the first year, if that makes any sense. I feel like the chemistry and uh, the system, I think, it takes a long time to build into it. And with the fact that they haven't played together, the, the, the big three, I guess, and the Nets haven't really played together, it's been a shorter season. It's been a more condensed season. It's been a weird season in general. Um, I don't know if the Nets could go past the Sixers, who who are a team at the very least that has played together. They're in a similar boat, um, with a new coach at least, so a, a relatively new system. But at the same time, I do think that since Joel, Ben, Tobias, Seth Curry, Danny Green, all these guys, they played together, 
for a long time uh, throughout the season for the most part, even when Embiid's been out. Embiid's still been there for like 40, 40 some odd games. So I do think the Sixers are going to make it to the finals. Um, and I think the Nets journey ends in the conference finals, which would be an interesting situation. And then in the West, the Jazz versus the Lakers. Dare I do it? I think I'm going to do it. I think the Lakers make it. This is probably a... I'm fairly certain something in the West has gone wrong already. Uh, not just because I have the, the seven seed making it, but because something's bound to be wrong. But I, I think the Lakers make it. I think if, if the worst thing you can do to the Lakers is give them momentum. And by this point, they are steamrolling. If the Lakers and Jazz go up against each other, by this point, I'm assuming that the Lakers team is healthy. And if they're fully healthy, they can beat the Jazz. I think a fully healthy Lakers team is better than a fully healthy Jazz team. Um, especially if AD's on top of things. I know this year he's been struggling a lot, but if he's able to get back into the group of things, LeBron doing his casual LeBron, you know, uh, MVP potential goat level self uh, items, they, they, they have a shot here. So I think this makes it an interesting finals. The Lakers versus the Sixers, uh, a rematch of 2000, 2000, 2001, somewhere in that time frame. And the winner of the 2021 NBA Finals. I have the Lakers winning it, I think. In this particular instance, if this plays out the way that it does, healthy Lakers, healthy Sixers, I think the Lakers win it. I think it's going to be a lot better finals than uh, that 2001 finals was or whatever. Um, I think it'll go longer. Uh, definitely won't be a, a you know a five-game series or a sweep or anything like that. Um, but I do think... By this point, I have assumed that the Lakers are A, healthy, and B, on a roll. And if the Lakers are on a roll, I don't think anyone can stop them. So that is my prediction uh, for the NBA playoffs. I bet you, I bet you, <laughs> there is a significant chance I am wrong by something by the end of tonight. Even though it's a one game, uh, one game has passed. I'm probably going to be wrong about something tonight. Regardless of that, though, I do think I'd have the Lakers winning it all uh, over the Sixers with a lot of talking points about a variety of teams. That pretty much wraps it up, yeah. I just wanted to uh, toss this out there, sort of get my predictions out there, more for my sake, just to remember this, uh, than as an episode, because uh, normally I do talk about every team, or I try to talk about every team. So what we'll do, I'll make a deal with you guys, since we've talked about all the teams that are in the playoffs, like the official playoffs in this episode, we'll have another episode where I talk about all the teams that are not in the playoffs, and what their next steps are, or at least what's expected to be their next steps. We'll just do a brief discussion of that. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed. Uh, let me know what your predictions are. I'd love to hear what you guys think will or won't happen. Um, and uh, keep in mind that I am a casual at basketball, and very, very few people, I think, can get the full playoff prediction correct the first time and say it before the playoffs begin, which... I'm going to be honest, it's about 15 minutes before the first game begins. Uh, 25. It's about 25 minutes before the first game begins. And if you're somehow able to listen to this entire thing and make your playoff predictions before the first game begins, uh, kudos to you. So uh, those are my predictions. End result, Lakers beat the Sixers in probably a six-game series. Uh, yeah, six-game. I think it would be six. Uh, in a six-game series, uh, everyone claps for the Lakers and LeBron winning another championship to his... Uh, you know, slight resume. He's got a couple things on that resume. That is my prediction. That's how I'm going to go with it. And I'm probably going to look back at this and be like, wow, why did you predict this? You completely forgot about ABC candidate. But thank you very much for watching and supporting the channel. Subscribe, follow, do all that sort of stuff. I know this is a podcast, so I should probably not talk about channels. Um, 
But those are the predictions, and that will be that. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed. And until next time, everyone, take care.